<laughs> you want to kick us off? Yes, me with my gaming headset. It looks so good. official, like so official. Gaming laptop on my fancy new computer. That's what ready to go. Rock and roll, baby. We're <laughs> um, on 15. Yeah, 15. <clears throat> Welcome back, cuties. <laughs> Did I follow? It sounded like a flight attendant there. A little bit, but I kind of liked it. But I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Welcome to your podcast today, cuties. <laughs> I am your host. Alyssa, I almost said I'm your host, Molly. <laughs> like, we are your cabin crew. <laughs> we are here to serve you today. We have no snacks or drinks, but we do have jokes and a lot of stories. So lots of stories. Buckle up, as always. It's going to be a wild ride. Okay. <laughs> For episode 15, we are discussing. Um, uh, I don't feel like it's controversial, but some people really love it. Some people really hate it. I think we loved it in our in our youth and hated it as adults. But Twilight. Twilight. Oh, Twilight. <laughs> Man, I remember I remember the exact moment that Twilight came into my existence. Like I remember the moment. And what what happened was I was at my middle school because the movie, the books came out when I was in middle school. And then the movies were rolling out by the time I was in high school. Cause I remember the first movie came out like my freshman year of high school, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Because good. I knew by the time breaking dawn, no, I mean, by the second movie, cause by the second movie, I was like, I'm not going to see this in theaters. Like this, the steam had run out for me, but the books, I, the I books, went to every premiere. So, you know. <laughs> Um, I love it. The books. I remember I was in my middle school library, like right after school. And I was chatting it up with the librarian and she handed me a copy of twilight. And she was like, this is all the rage right now. The kids are loving it. Like seriously, like she handed it to me and she's like, this is, this is like what the youths are doing. The street youths read this. And there was the like, daily. right. And there was like a whole tree, like a book tree, you know, the little like easels basically in a library. And they were just all copies of twilight. Like it just like, they were, they were just stocked and ready to go. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. Like that's cool. Um, so then I took it, I obviously like that, that was the exact moment that twilight was like handed to me and I was like, oh, okay, I'm into this. And then I read it and was 13, 12. So like got obsessed immediately. And then as one does, and then it was all downhill uphill. I don't know. (laughs) It was a full throttle from there, whether it was downhill or uphill, I don't know but it was full throttle, <laughs> a real roller coaster of emotions. If yes. You will. Yes. So um, many emotions. there's a lot to unpack here. Obviously for episode 15, we're going to talk about the books specifically, yes. and then yes. we'll come back next week with episode 16, where we're going to unpack the movies and the films yep. because they're completely different entities. We can't Very different. both in one show. No, um, we wouldn't do you guys. We wouldn't be doing you guys a justice if we did that, right? No, so we're giving the people what they want, and we're giving yes. them two episodes. <laughs> yes, yes, on the Twilight series. No um, one asked for this, but someone might appreciate it. I so think I, I'm I'm comfortable saying that nobody asked for it, but they want it. I'm comfortable. Yeah. 
I, I think we can make that, that assumption. Um, I was yeah. around the same age reading them. Um, yep. and I say came out, I bought them the, like, Oh yeah. Before pre-ordering was really a thing. It was yeah. like you waited to purchase it the day it came out. And that, you that's couldn't, yeah, you it. couldn't pre-order like online. That wasn't really, a uh-uh. thing. it wasn't a thing then. And so it was like, we waited, we knew what day it was supposed to come out. We waited, waited, waited and bought it as soon as it came out. Um, first question right off the bat. Well, first off, so we have twilight, we have breaking dawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have Twilight, new moon, new moon, eclipse, twilight, breaking dawn. New moon, new moon, twilight, new moon, eclipse, breaking dawn. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Oh. <laughs> We're fired. Twilight, um, new moon, eclipse, breaking dawn. So we have yeah. the four. We have five yeah. movies, but we have the four books. Yeah. Um, We're also not I, talking about the other random books that she did, like the short second life of Bree Tanner. And then she also oh. wrote Twilight. Stephanie Meyer released a gender bent version of the first book. Like if the if if Edward was a woman and Bella was a like she released a oh. gender bent version of the first book. Yeah. I didn't Which is that. Yeah, I didn't either. And then the other book that came out in 2020 oh, that was Edward's from point Edward's of view. Version. Yeah, I yes. did read that. I read that. Yeah, cuz it was peak pandemic and I was like, yeah, she How was just sitting on this baby like waiting until a bunch of millennials were stuck with nothing to do. Um we're not discussing this. We're just talking about the canonical the canonical four. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So with Twilight, clearly we have Bella coming into Forks. Um, her mom ran off to Florida, as one does, speaking yeah. experience, yeah. and married a man, right? So yeah. she moved to middle yeah. of nowhere, Forks, Washington, with her dad. Um, and if we remember, Book Charlie was not great like Movie Charlie. We'll get into Movie Charlie, but Book Charlie was yeah. kind of trash. Um, yeah, Book Charlie wasn't as great. He was just was kind of like, ex- he just kind of was there. Barely. Yeah. And uh, then she sees these sickly looking siblings and is like all about it. Right. And yeah, I, I, I remember reading Twilight and being like hooked. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like minute one. Um, yeah. I don't know what brought me in. Um, I will say from moment one, day one, I have always been the biggest Alice fan. Alice and Jasper have oh. always been it for me. So um, ironically, like if you, when we'll get into this, like Edward or Jacob between the two of them, I was always Jacob because duh. But if you just had to ask me in the book, I was actually team Emmett. (laughs) So here's the thing. I was always an Alice fan, but I was always an Emmett fan. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, um, Emmett and Alice were, were it for me. And then Jasper just like was there because he was with Alice. And so that was kind of like, I was good with all of that. Yeah. Um, I was, I went back and forth to be honest between the books. So book okay. one, okay. I was team Edward. Yep. Then I think book, everyone, I think everyone was team Edward in book one. I, it's hard not to be right. Right. Cause you didn't really get, there was no setting up Jacob as like a love interest really until new moon when there exactly. was no Edward. When there was no Edward. Right. Um, and then like new moon and eclipse, I was, I was both Jacob Mm-hmm. And then Breaking Dawn, I thought it was done so well with how Edward was the love interest that I was fine with it. However, yeah. however, the baby. Oh, fuck. Renee. Like, we're not going to talk about the Why? weird. CGI. We'll talk about the weird CGI baby next week because that's its that own can be thing. a whole episode. But like, 
imprinting on her kid is just like the weirdest fucking thing. Like just why? And like, I, like, I just, I don't care. It's weird. I don't care. Not, no one likes that. It's extremely weird. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why period. Like I, I don't yeah. know why at all. I'm not, I always I'm not. thought him and Leah would have been a really good match. Cause she was all heartbroken because her boyfriend, Sam imprinted yeah. on somebody else. So she was heartbroken. Yeah. And then her Jacob, Leah, and then the other, the younger guy whose name I forget. Seth. They, yes, Seth, they were kind of like their own mini pack for a while. So yeah. I was kind of rooting for like Leah and, and Jacob to like get their shit together. I was, that's where I, my head was. And that's not where we ended up. <laughs> that is not where we ended no. up. I no. always was like, it might be cool. Mm-hmm. If he imprinted on a vampire, but like yeah, a different vampire, not one of Bella's kids. Like one of I, the one of the many ones that showed up in Breaking Dawn. Any of them. Any yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, they were all beautiful and attractive. Imprint on one of them. Maybe she could have made it like a little like controversial and made him imprint on one of the um one of the vampires from Italy. What what is that? Oh, the Volturi. The Volturi, yeah. Like I was gonna say also one of the one of the Denali vampires would have been good too. Uh-huh. That would mm-hmm. literally anything but her her but child. a baby. Right. A baby. Right. Also, um, before we talk too much more about this, I do want to make a point and we will link some resources in our description. Uh Stephanie Meyer did base the werewolf tribes off of the actual indigenous tribe, the um Kulutes. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, however, they had no say in it. They've had no say in their depiction. Um, I believe the tribe has spoken out and they are not fans, um, rightfully so, because it does not reflect their heritage appropriately. So there was, they were not consulted on their depiction and to my knowledge. And I believe, you know, also that this fact, I do not believe that Stephanie Meyer herself is an indigenous. Um, so they obviously have also then received like a zero financial compensation from this mega, mega, mega pop culture phenomenon that their tribe is very much mentioned by name in. Um, and they were never consulted or looped in or brought in at any point, not even as like, producers on the film, nothing. Um, so we'll link some resources about, about the tribe and their statements regarding. So just want to make a note that if you are a fan of twilight, um, which, you know, we all are that we recognize, you know, that there was some serious culture vulture happening here. Um, and you know, the tribe, especially, I think that I, you know, they've spoken out against it, I believe more than once. Um, uh, this is the, something you can you can so, do some research on for yes. and further educate yourself on the yep. tribe itself, what yep. they are about, um, what their practices are, yep, um, and also what their opinion is because that yep. is very important. Yep. So that will be linked in the description. So before we get too much too much further into that, um, that was one thing I thought about. I always think about now when I think about Twilight as a a very upsetting footnote. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, literally anybody but the baby. Anybody but the baby. Anybody, anybody but the baby. Anybody but the baby. <laughs> Also, yeah. like Stephanie Meyer kind of like teed all of us up, all of us in the same age group that read Twilight at the same age and like yep. a little younger. Yep. Teed us up to idolize toxic controlling men. Like, no, I mean, we all love our toxic smut and our toxic romance. Yes. I just think yes. at that age that I was reading that, it definitely. Yeah, that was. Well, and, and the thing of, that I think is here's what I think is a little bit different. So, like, we all read toxic. Doxic. That's dark and toxic, doxic. ladies and gentlemen. Doxic. I like it. It's um, I like it. Doxic. Yeah. 
we all read like dark and toxic romances now, but the difference is like we have fully formed frontal cortexes and we understand that this is fiction and that this is not something we would appreciate in real life. But also the dark and toxic romances that we read, the characters are painted as dark and toxic. Like there's no, like, look at this amazing, perfect thousand year old vampire. Who's literally the most amazing, wonderful, like most incredible man that's ever walked the earth. Oh, right, but also, right. but like, also he's super toxic, toxic in disguise. Right. Like that's the difference is he's painted as like such a good guy. And like, he won't sleep with her until they're married. So he's like, look at these old fashioned value. Like he's painted as like a really, really good guy when his behaviors are super red flaggy. So I feel like that's kind of a big difference is like, it's, it's YA and you're painting him as a good character when some of his things are really, really toxic, as opposed to like, now we know the shit we're reading is toxic, but also the characters aren't like, none of the shit that I've read is like, look at this great, it's like, no, he's a fucking criminal. Like this is not a good person. So I feel like that's the big difference too. That's- I agree completely. I, I think I, I do agree that the age has a lot to do with it. Like, obviously we are older, we are matured. We're not yeah. 14, 13 year old, impressionable teenagers yeah. anymore. Um, but it was it with both Edward and Jacob. So it's not like Stephanie Meyer gave us a healthy, non-toxic. No, yeah. she gave us toxic and more toxic is pretty much what it was. And yeah, yeah. And both of them were, were depicted as like the ideal man. Right. In yep. real life, because it, it was like, um, uh, yep. it, it was more set it in a realistic time zone forks. Washington's a real place. She went to high school. Like all of us do. It wasn't a high yep. fantasy novel where right. you know, there was a lot of, um, world bidding or like, you know, it's not like she's living in the night court where it's not right. a real place. You know, she's right. living in, in an actual town where this could right. really happen, you know? Right. And so it gave that realistic vibe of this is what is ideal, what you seek, um, mm-hmm. to younger women in a realistic setting. Obviously yeah. vampires aren't real. Right. Um, obviously we're not, you know, stumbling across vampires and werewolves every day, but it, it definitely kind of idolized that those traits in men. Yeah. Um, and definitely teed us all up. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The <laughs> thing that cracks me up is, um, I have like three, I've got like three, three points about this series that stick out to okay. me above all else. Okay. Um, ready for it. The first one, and this is more of an LOL is that my mother loved and allowed us to read the twilight series because Edward wanted to wait for marriage. <laughs> Fuck all the other red flags. Edward wanted to wait for marriage. Um, so which yeah, my mother loved it. Um, naturally, naturally. Naturally, because nothing else matters um, except for that. The, yeah, man. I mean, I remember, and then, which is ironic because I remember waiting. I, w- I went to a Barnes and Noble at midnight to get Breaking Dawn because um, Breaking Dawn had come out. And that's the thing, because you didn't pre-order it. You used to like put a Barnes and Noble at like, midnight midnight and they would have special hours for like releases like that and do this again like just well they all close before midnight they're like order it online we're not staying with them i know i wish barnes and noble would like do that again now they definitely won't because everything happens online but it's like everything happens online i would love in the year of our lord 2022 to like go to a barnes noble at midnight for crescent city too and see who else is hanging out there like make some friends um see who's trying to buy crescent city two at midnight at barnes and noble if you're listening the fandom yeah. will show up for crescent we'll city show up at midnight so we'll show up open and we will make it worth your while we'll be there 
Um, I think costume probably. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, my other favorite thing is I've got two kind of insane, like theories about this. Cause you know me, I gotta have my theories. I love it. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah, Well, the first one is more of a butterfly effect, a butterfly, a butterfly effect, which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've talked about this one, I think. Um, so my chemical romance, right. My, Mm -hmm. my, my chemical romance, the band, um, that music, uh, greatly inspired, Hold on, let me like, let me, let me like map this out in my head so I don't get it wrong. Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That music, My Chemical uh-huh. Romance, greatly inspired uh, Stephanie Meyer while she was writing, right? She uh-huh. was, while she was writing, she listened to a lot of My Chemical Romance. She was inspired to write that, like she listened to a lot of MCR while writing Twilight. Um, MCR's music came together because the band was greatly affected when they were younger by the events of 9-11. Right, right. So we have 9-11 indirectly causing the formation of My Chemical Romance, uh-huh. indirectly influencing Stephanie Meyer writing Twilight. Yeah. And then the Fifty Shades series, which started as actually Twilight fanfic. Fan fiction. So 9-11 brought us Fifty Shades. You know, it's great that something so, so tragic could bring <laughs> us. Something else tragic? Something else tragic, yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. But it is, yes. it is interesting to see those like connections. Those things um, are always and, hilarious. And I, I think it's also been said that indirectly, not indirectly, but, um, 50 shades also influenced 365. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was yeah. like, Oh, you see that we can do a better type. Of yeah. Thing. We can do so it. People with, like um, the controlling yeah. rich guy, watch this type of type of thing. But like, <laughs> if we're going to add to that chain there, um, definitely 50 shades since it got so much traction influence 365. And then, uh, here we are, Man, here we are. Um, and then this is an actual theory and this is one of my favorite, especially for fantasy fans, because mm-hmm. there's been so much discourse about Stephanie Meyer's vampires because her vampires do not follow traditional lore really in almost right. any way, yeah. aside from like blood drinking, like they really don't follow traditional, follow traditional vampire lore at all. Right. So there's actually an incredible theory that, and we will link it in the description as well, but there's an incredible theory that the Cullens are not actually vampires. They are fae. And I will walk, I will walk you through this because I could, I see you have questions, but that's okay. I will walk you through this. Okay. I will walk you through this. Right. Okay. So The theory questions Meyer's decision to make vampires sparkle in the sun when most vampire lore says obviously that they can't go out into sunlight because they would burn, explode, etc. Why do they sparkle? Well, it is noted that a lot of fae or fairy lore has depicted fae's and fairies as being sparkling or shimmering, especially in the light. Huh. There we go. Um, This also explains how much time they seem to spend in the woods and how much time Edward seems to spend in the circular meadow by their house because they, fairy, very attached to nature, often living around and above and into all of like lush forest lands, et cetera. Um, Finally, it does explain how some certain species of fairies do drink blood. So, and this is a fact in Scottish and Gaelic folklore there are specific kinds of vampiric fae who are blood-sucking so in scotland in particular um there are blood-sucking fairies that are unusually beautiful that terrorize the scottish highlands that sparkle and are stunning and kind of do this thing out in nature 
Interesting. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if Edward Cullen also is a fairy, it would explain his obsession with Bella because a lot of fairy lore talks about how they latch onto right. a human and become obsessed. So you should yeah. like never look a fae in the eye or like you want to avoid them because if they become obsessed with you, you're done, you know, which would explain her obsession. Also, they don't age. They have strength. They have speed, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then also it gets like, we're still going here. We also have some of these vampires that have specific abilities. Cause you've got Alice, you've got Jasper, like they have their own superpowers, which also right. doesn't, isn't really in vampiric lore that checks out in Fae and fairy lore. Right. Um, that they would have more of those gifts like that. Um, also it would account for more of the Volturi because again, a large governing vampiric body traditionally doesn't exist in the lore, but the fairy court is famously separated into the Seelie and the Unseelie. There are two parts. All fae and fairy lore does have a governing body of like hmm. a court of people, which would then, ex- and their whole thing is to like keep people from like the truth. Yeah. So it would also explain the Volturi. So there you go. Do you think, um, so when there's flaws, there's out, flaws, like it's right, not right. soundproof, but you know, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot there. So do you think, um, when twilight came out, clearly the rise of fantasy had not happened. Like we have it kind of today, like right mm-hmm. now with SJM jail, like yep. these rise in these, in these fantasy novels and how Faye is widely known. Yeah, um, back then it, it wasn't really a thing, right? Now, like, right. reading reading fantasy consisted of you read Lord of the Rings, okay. and that was like the extent of it for most people. So yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think that maybe she just titled it vampire because not enough people would recognize Fae? No, I think she, she meant. She like I think she. I think she meant vampires. She went off of it. Nah, I think she meant vampires and just did whatever the fuck she wanted. Yeah. I think she definitely meant vampires, but it is kind of insane to me that how many of those, those parallels actually would contribute to vampiric fae more than they would traditional vampire lore. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Interesting. It's a good one. It's a good one. It is a good one. Um, very interesting. Now now I'm thinking about all this, um, but I like that theory. Mm -hmm. I, it would be interesting if she had done that on purpose. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting. Like if it was I don't, a strategic move, you know, on her part, like, okay, yeah. you know, okay, well, this is trending. Empire's big. Let's kind of try and play on that with a new yeah. age vampire toxic novel and like just took, like, I want to write Faye, but I write it this way. But, you know, uh, that yeah. would be interesting if that's yeah. what, what had happened. Maybe we could ask her. Yeah. Maybe she just did whatever she wanted. I think she just did vampires and did whatever she wanted, but I love the Faye theory. I just love it. Also, the dramatics of the novels too. Like, no, oh, I was just thinking yeah. about when Edward like went to the Volturi to like kill himself because he thought Bella had like died. And um, it is a melodramatic. She like runs through the Vatican and like jumps on him so he doesn't expose himself in the sparkles and the sunlight. I was thinking about that part. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's. I was just. I was just just thinking about that part. (laughs) (sighs) Like that was a very, very over the top dramatic part. Uh, I mean, we can all agree. I mean, like, what's 
What do you think is your favorite book in the, of the four of the four? Eclipse. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of banter. There's a lot going on, like tension between Edward and Jacob. They were, you know, yeah. running and hiding in the mountains and doing all the stuff um, before, you know, they like get before Edward and Bella like get married. And so there's like a lot of like back and yeah. forth. There's a lot of action. They were there was a lot happening in that book. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, with new moon, it was mainly her crying because he had left very sad. Yeah, we all know that new moon sucked. Twilight was like the opening scene and breaking dawn was like, you're feel good because they got married and everything lived happily ever, ever after. Right. So yeah. I felt like eclipse was like the peak apex of the series. And that eclipse like is that your, one. okay. Yeah. Eclipse is your Akawar, kind of your Akamash. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then I, like, I mean, I like the first one, the best, I think that's the one that I just always liked the best. Everything else just started to get a little, I mean, I was, I was there. I was on the roller coaster. I was not at any point reading these. Was I like, I don't know about this. No, no, no. I was drinking whatever that woman would give me, but I was losing a little bit when I reflect it just, I mean, like the fucking baby and like all those rant, like the rant, like every random vampire they brought into breaking dawn. Like it just was. I will say, if, you think of, if you think about Twilight alone as a standalone novel, you have the first meet, you have the mm-hmm. romance, you have them mm-hmm. kind of falling for each other. You have her finding mm-hmm. out he's a vampire and vampires exist. You have the whole um, situation with um, what's his face, James, James, trying to kill her and they have to yeah. kill James and he abducts her. Yeah. And like that whole thing very dramatic and over the top. She almost dies during that part and they have to save her. Like there's a whole, like that as a standalone novel could have been like the whole thing probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like it's stand- I mean, there's a rising action, a falling action. She like the James takes her to Tucson and they like run away. Like yeah. if you got Edward and Bella to just like get together at the end and like he turns her, like you could, you could kind of finish, you could finish it. Um, right. But yeah, I just, I felt like it just gets continuously messy as you go. But, um, that's definitely, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah, but also that's the best film, which we'll leave it right there. Um, and we will come back next week to talk about the films because I will leave you with the sentiment that I also think the first film is the best of all of all five films. Yiko Rama. Okay. So mm-hmm. we, we need your thoughts, um, your questions, your opinions on this, on which book, <laughs> which book was the best, the best? team um, Edward, team Jacob, the faith theory flaws that you felt were important to note. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all of the details, all Give of us it. everything you think. Your and theory, uh, yeah. next week we'll talk about the movies. Cause now I'm stumped that Molly thinks twilight was the best movie. Out it of was, all. it was the best movie out of all five. So tune in for episode 16 to hear Molly and I go head to head about this one. Cause like, <laughs> I'm a little shocked. So, all right. All right. We'll do it. <laughs> all right, cuties until next time. This is queen's quest and tropes. I'm Alyssa. I'm Molly. <laughs> you guys uh, take it easy. I don't know. This is a rough take it easy. <laughs> take a chill. I don't know. Get, to, get through today. Get through the day. Oh, get through the week. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.